Record Night. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. And what do we do here on Record Night? Record Night is where we pick a, a bay of records based on a theme. We each pick one. Uh, we bring it, we talk about it, and we review it, and have a good time talking to each other about records we like or may dislike, yeah. depending on the theme. Exactly. Uh, uh, before we get into the theme, if you do want to reach out to us and suggest themes or tell us we suck or agree or disagree mm-hmm. or, you know, interact with the theme we pick, uh, you can yep. find us pretty much all over the internet. We're on Twitter at record underscore night. We're on Facebook at just record night there. Uh, Instagram yeah. is record night pod, all one word. Or you can just straight up email us at recordnightpod at gmail.com. Yeah, uh, those places are t- places you can get a hold of us. Um, and we'll pre- I'll be pretty uh, rapid to get back to you, mm-hmm. either me or Ryan, because we love that sort of thing. It makes us feel good, <laughs> fuzzy in the insides. So our theme today is awesome album artwork slash cover. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to think of a snazzy title at least so I get a little bit of alliteration. I like um, it. Yeah, three A's. Yeah, yeah, three A's. You gotta do it. Uh, and uh, I've been looking forward to doing this one, man. Uh, yeah, this is a, this is a good one. Also, a really hard one to pick. I think I yeah yeah I narrowed it down to like three, and mm-hmm. then sent those pictures off to at least three other people and was like, okay, of these, what is your favorite one? If this is the theme. Okay, so yeah, m- mine was a uh, actually, you know, I, I own a shirt with this album cover on it, mm-hmm. and every, every time I got got on public wearing this shirt, I've gotten comments on it, and not from people who know Father John Misty, just people who like the, the like the like the artwork, right? Mm-hmm. Like 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 you know, people that obviously didn't know Father John. It's like, wow, that's a loud shirt. <laughs> so, um, but uh, so what's your yeah, pick? What, what, my pick is Father John Misty's um, Fear Fun. His They'd be record as Father John, uh, and yeah. And what, what was your pick? I went with uh, Tame Impala's Currents. If you guys are fans of the show, you we've talked about both these artists before, but uh, I can never get tired of talking about either of them. So right. Well, uh, eventually we're going to run out of uh, Tame Impala albums. I think we only have one left to talk about. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, we have. I think yeah. We have two more Father John saw, mm-hmm. talking about, and we. They might not even come up. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, there's a lot of albums out there. We've got a lot of a lot of theme ideas, so maybe we'll. Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we may hit all of them. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and get in, get into mine if you're cool with that. Absolutely, let's hear it. Okay, so Father John Misty, if you guys don't know, uh, his name is Josh Tillman. Really, uh, he was in Fleet Foxes until 2008 or 2009 until he quit, got kicked out. Uh, there's different, you know different shit about that uh he he uh he did a bunch of solo records and he uh did did drugs uh, ayahuasca or mushrooms went to joshua tree and came back as uh father john misty as his musical persona it's not like he he changed his name or anything but um <laughs> like in real life but uh yeah father john misty uh if you're fun his first record from when i got into him uh, I bought this record almost based on the album cover and then had a friend was like, you probably like this. <laughs> uh, it's actually one of the first vinyl records I've ever bought back in 2012. Oh shit. Yeah. This is uh, a, a classic in the, the Chris yeah. discography. Yeah. A classic. Yeah. And it's still, I still taking great care of it. Luckily. Um, <laughs> I think actually I got this and then I think the same day 
my buddy Valentine uh, announced uh, announced NBV. I think. Oh damn! I could be, or yeah, that's around the same time. I remember I got uh to I got to my friend's house and I, I tried to go to the site and I crashed my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I remember that day because I remember that album being uh announced. Yeah. So uh, I should mention uh, other than Father, I mean Father John's. He's pretty uh he's a pretty big staple in in uh indie rock nowadays. Uh, it'd be for hard press to find anyone who listens to uh to indie adjacent stuff to not have heard of Father John. Yeah, at least uh, no, you, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, you, you, there's there's some you know uh, healthy criticism of his work, and uh, people think he's just blowhard. But I, I love Father John, so you guys can <laughs> suck on that. Uh, but. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he he's an indie folk artist uh, or like indie rock if you want to do it that way. And um, I I think I don't really have much to say. Like we've, I've talked about it so many times, I've given his straight bullet biography as much as I could. But I think I'm gonna let the music feature itself and play the sample. Uh, real quick, I yeah. Did you look up anything about the cover or the artist uh, or? Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that is the, <laughs> yeah. So I I uh, all I know is the artist's name uh, Dimitri Jvukin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I couldn't find much else on him. Uh, if you guys, uh, I know it's an audio podcast and you can't see the cover, but it's easy to find. Uh, we'll be I'll, posting I'll it when we on the Instagram or maybe the maybe the Twitter or whatever we want. Yeah, that's true. I want to mention when I wear this shirt, I've had people go, "Hey, Father John," or "Hey, cool shirt." Or, oh my God, what is that? And I had one I had one weird one. Uh, where this girl was, she obviously just started working at this gas station, and the uh, the guy up front was a Hindu, and she was like, "Hey, look at his shirt," and I was like, "Fuck!" She just did something really kind of racist, because 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 the the front of the cover, the guy has a third eye, but I, that other than that, it has nothing to do with a, a religious overtone. Oh right, yeah. So I was yeah, so I was like, "Fuck!" What is she doing? But yeah, I've had girls go, "Oh my god, that shirt's so cool! What is it?" I got that bunch. And then I got people. Hey, Father John. Hey, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, but every time I've worn, every time I've worn the shirt, if I go out somewhere, I get someone commenting on it, and that's why I picked this out album cover because uh, everyone has said something about mm-hmm. it. And um, yeah, it's guy calls crazy, sh- crazy shit. It's 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 psychedelic. It is. Uh, yeah, it's very psychedelic. It looks like the album art for somebody who went out to Joshua Tree and did ayahuasca. Yeah, and so. Uh, I will not say the records like doing that, but I didn't mention it. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into it. This is uh, Father John's Fear Fun. Times in Babylon. Look out, Hollywood, here I come.
I'll take some wine, but you can dine without me. All right, and that was Father John's Misty uh, Fear Fun. I had a really hard time putting together the sample for this one. Because, uh, there's so many things I wanted to add, but I also didn't want to go over our self-imposed timeline of two minutes and 30 seconds. Right. So yeah. I did pretty good. I got like 238 or something like that. That's not bad. Um, yeah, we're. Uh, it's really hard, especially with albums that have a lot of tracks, to like yeah. distill the essence of a song, especially when there's more tracks. So it's like, say, an album has 17 tracks. It's like, okay, oh you God. have six seconds to show me what this song's about. <laughs> How do we do that with the residents uh, with the that record? Uh, I think I picked music? ten tracks to do that okay. with. Like I think I picked like some of my favorites to kind of get an overall idea of what the album sounds like. But there was no way I could do forty. Yeah, that's uh, you found out vinyl. That's really cool. <laughs> Lost my mind. I was at just some random record store in some random neighborhood over here. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I Are sent Chris I, before so people know what we're talking about. I found uh, the commercial album by The Residents, one of my favorite albums of all time, previously talked about on the show um, in a uh, in a record store the other day or yesterday even. And uh, yeah, was super stoked. I've I've never seen one in the wild ever. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I will. Are you going to go back to that record store now that they had that? Or is that just... Oh, yeah, because just, I was carrying around a King Crimson vinyl originally for, like, oh, super no. cheap. Like, I was like, oh, oh yeah. I, I could get this for eight bucks in really good condition. Oh, shit. I know. I was like, wow, what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> it's, a, it's always so great when you find a record store that does sell used vinyl for really cheap. Um, I'm not, not going to point names here, because but it's kind of hard to find that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some, some record stores back in the day, and even some... Like even like half price books sell the record for sell use vinyl for cheap even if it's just decreased covers and like that. So yeah, I mean I live in yeah. a tourist area in California, so there's always that like tourist upcharge on a lot of the stuff. Oh, so yeah. I think oh sure like the record store we went to when you came here is like I really like it. And they have a good selection, but it's like ah these albums feel like they're like ten bucks more expensive than they should be. Yeah, we won't talk to them because we like them. that's why I didn't <laughs> say names. Yeah, good times. I'm trying not to say names of people on the show because I'm bad about that. But um, <laughs> okay, but Father yeah. John Misty, you can say his name, even though it's not his real name. Father John Misty. Yeah, first record for your fun. Now, before we get to track by track, is this what you expected? Uh, a little bit. Yeah i yeah. I think I vastly prefer uh, Honey Bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree. And this uh, kind of feels like like this feels like it's the guy who made honey bears first album yeah like yeah, which is exactly what, what it is um so <laughs> overall it's not not really my favorite it feels like a little unrefined and he's still kind of like yeah. trying to find his voice a little bit exactly um exactly 
what, what, I, what I thought when I bought this record is I liked it, but I feel I felt like Father John was still trying to find himself. Mm-hmm. And, but in my head, I knew that that the next record would be amazing. Or I thought it, ha- yeah, it's fucking it, right. it has the possibility to be amazing. So, yeah, I think it's kind of fighting against the fact that he has other albums that have come out because like, yeah, I like it more than uh chloe which was his latest yeah. one um that's kind of growing on me but, but it's still in my, my favorite at least for your father john record yes yeah, but, but i don't hate it anymore but with that album he at least had something like he had an idea had a, and he was something he had like he had a vision yeah. yeah and this one this one kind of feels a little all over the place and it i think it rests more in the zone of like music i just don't really engage yeah. very well with or like all that much but it ha- it does have some good stuff on here i like uh, like uh the music it reminds me faintly of I don't, I don't think you're very familiar with fleet foxes Mm-mm. they might show up on the podcast at some point uh yeah but, i've never listened to them and i know yeah. that w- that there's that one album of theirs that like it's like a must listen to that i keep forgetting i should listen yeah, to their debut record it which has like a like a like 17 or 1536 painting on it mm-hmm. i think of the black death and it sounds like uh it sounds like it was you know it, it's a it, it has a feel to it it's like it's like um i feel like that came out and then mumford and sons decided to, to copy it and make it more pop poppy and accessible okay that's why i feel like it yeah is. i just i think that's just a kind of music i don't seek out very often unless it gets like <sighs> really dark and really weird like you know like the freak folk stuff like that's what i like yeah like, yeah, yeah. Make it weird. Show uh, what the weird people can do with those acoustic instruments. Yeah. So maybe the fugs will show up too. But um, yeah, let's see what the fugs are. We'll start out with the first track, Fun Times in Babylon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I got a lot of because he talks about California a lot, almost almost, almost to an extent when it comes to uh, how bad chili peppers do in the, most of the records. Um, <laughs> it doesn't sell like chili peppers, but he does mention, he does mention um, Hollywood. Oh yeah. Throughout this record, he, he mentions like uh, like part of the neighborhoods in L.A., uh, but I mean, the, the I like I like this song. Um, yeah, this one has more a, of a folky edge to it. Yeah, and it's like it, I it, Father John Misty's lyrics are a lot of the time like a little more abstract than I can like fully like extrapolate the meaning from. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of my notes on this while I was listening to it was like, okay, it's about doing like bad stuff in heaven. And then it's like, yeah. well, actually maybe it's about doing things before he leaves to like move to Hollywood or something like what, 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 what I, what I, what I thought, why, you know, this, this song has, this song has a bunch of sardonic lyrics, like before the newling of a prison room and ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I got is that sort of like, he's, he's about to make it. And, you know, he's like talking about abusing his lungs. He's doing drugs. He's doing all these things. And he's bet yeah, like the Hollywood here I come as, and he's about to make it. Right. And, yeah. It, and it's going to be shitty when he does. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, um, so I think the fun times of Babylon is more of a, is more of a, like a, a sarcastic thing to say, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is, to me, it's Father John. He, I don't hear a whole lot of folk artists. Just talking about the uh, downfall of humanity, mm-hmm. as funnily as as hilariously as Father John does. Like, like at first you can seem like he's being a downer, but I think most of the stuff is fucking hilarious um, to me. I think it's funny. Oh yeah, there, uh, there's uh, tracks later on um, 
where he's just kind of like, it seems like some of them are like people watching where it's like, he's like looking mm-hmm. at people and just commenting on it or like embodying these like people he's seen around town. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, those fucking people, man. And it's, I don't know. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. I want to mention that there are hand claps in this song, guys. So if you, uh, if you are all about hand claps, like I am, I, I got you on pretty quick to that. Yep. I just, I was, <laughs> you know, like at the sh- I, I imagine I've seen Father John like twice, three times, three times, seen three times. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's been, been good most of the time uh all the times it's one of like my i've seen mountain goats like five or six times mm-hmm. and my wife has come to the conclusion she only likes mountain goats recorded she does not like them live but she, but she loves father john live i didn't see when he came through last time because uh you know i didn't really care about seeing how he does chloe oh, i, yeah. I would have gone if, yeah i wouldn't five if it was just him so he takes these orchestral hollywood songs and translates it just him but uh you know what that's okay. <laughs> um, I, it's growing on me a little bit, so now I'm, I'm starting to get a little FOMO from not seeing him, but whatever. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, you. Uh, at a certain point, like you, I I need to start learning that, like, just because I don't like an album right as it comes out, if it's like an artist, like I've liked all of their other albums, yeah. so like it's gonna, it might click eventually. So I should probably just go see it live, or yeah. buy or buy the album. Because now there's bands are, now there's a yeah, couple yeah. albums that are like this is hundred and twenty dollars on Discogs, and <laughs> you saw it. You saw this sitting at the record store, and you were like, "Yeah, I don't really like that one." And then now it's yeah, one of your favorites, and you're like, "God damn it!" You just want them to reissue, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's fine. I, I saw the National last um, Wednesday, and they were fantastic. Nice. And, you know, I saw them at Grinders and KC. If you guys know KC Grinders, KC used to be killed. Um, Westport, not Westport, like a Crossroads, KC, mm-hmm. whatever. And I, I used to, I, I, I still have my problems with that venue, but I had a really good time seeing them uh, the National Wednesday. They were fantastic. That's where I saw but, uh, Primus uh, and Battles. Oh, yeah. Oh, and you liked, you, they were great, right? Oh, of course, yeah. Me and Lee found a great spot behind the soundboard so we could see everything. Oh, nice. I know you're up front, but like the thing about, the bad thing about Grinders, KC, is that that, that extra, if you pay the extra money, you get the VIP treatment, and it's just right close to the stage. Yeah, I hate like, that. Yeah, it's fu- it's like so classist in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, let's move on, to Nancy. From now on, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 this is another folk rock song. Uh, it kind of has like a ghostly feeling at the beginning of it. Yeah, and he uh, he hits some pretty good high notes on this one. Yeah, yeah, his falsetto is not bad, man. Like, um, and uh, I want to mention this is not like um, studio trickery. Father John does sound exactly like this live. It's it's no um no studio magic, right? Uh, I thought like the line where he stuff. like compared something to like a concentration camp was a little weird. Yeah, I got my hands in the concentration camp. You're like, I don't know about that. Yeah, not that bad, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Ugh, I'm a white guy in West Hollywood. It's yeah. like Nazi <laughs> Germany over here. Yeah, but I think he's joking mostly. Mm-hmm. Like, like, but you know, again, you want to think that. You want to think that. <laughs> but this, this this song to me is about just getting fucking wasted. Oh yeah. Um, like, yeah, a lot of songs on here just being about being debaucherous, which is like Father John Misty's like that personas. Oh yeah, his you know, whole persona like, is he's like he's a fucking scumbag. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, you know, he has a few lines like here. I'll put away a few. Pretty soon, I'll be breaking things like Howard Hughes. Mm. If you guys aren't familiar with Howard Hughes, uh, he's uh, he's he's a aviator. 
He was an aviator, <laughs> like, played yeah, by Leo in DiCaprio, the but he uh, yeah, famously germaphobic, at least yeah. later in his life, and became a weird recluse. Yeah, and he peed in bottles and uh, wore yeah, uh, tissue boxes on his feet. Yeah, why not? And uh, he he is a his famous plane is called the Spruce Goose because it's made of a uh, wood. Which who the fuck would do that now? No one. Yeah, I imagine. Um, but yeah, but I like this one. When it gets to the chorus, it gets a little like almost like disco-y. Uh huh. Yeah, I got that too. Like a little dancey almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not quite as syncopated as, as disco, but yeah, it's it definitely has like a it definitely has that going. And his falsetto is high. Yeah, you know. And I like and the uh, I like the instrumentation on here. I think it gives like little hints of where his career is going to go. Cause there's lots of different instruments and it's really layered, uh, yeah. which I think he uses to a better effect later on in his career. Uh, but it's cool to yeah. kind of see all those instruments showing up. It, it is cool to see or to see where this is going. Like if you're, if you're a, a fan who came in laughter, uh, it, it's worth going back to hear where he started or where he was going. Cause again, like you, I think still think he's finding his, Voices, Father John. Yeah, and he really, he really locks in that groove of "I Love You, Honey Bear," which, yeah, I, I do think that artists when they have a theme going for a record, it sort of it does help. Uh, Line of Vision said, "I'm, I'm not the you know, you know, I we're big on concept records. We like those a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just a mixed bag of songs, but, uh, but you know, this this one's still just sort of amoebas, not really a shape, kind of formless, but and not in a bad way because there's really good songs on here." Um, and there's some not so good ones. Yeah, we'll I think that. it's this album's just it's a weird one to like go back to. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this would potentially be a good like entry point. Yeah, but once you hear the later stuff, it's hard to go back to this and just kind of be like, oh, yeah, that's Cause, it. Because the because because I love you, Honey Bears. You know, we talked about Life Changer Records, which that uh, record will be out. That song that episode will be out soon. But uh, the, the I love you, Honey Bear, is a life changer record for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been because I just got married or, you know, I, I really connected with it that way. But, uh, yeah, this is just a father John record. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's move on to Hollywood's forever cemetery sings. I do have a little bit of trivia about this. A real mouthful of a title. Um, yeah. Hit yeah. me with that. You know, some of that trivia. <laughs> so this, uh, th- there was a version of this sung on, let me show you, I wrote it down on the voice that the television show, the voice. And, uh, right after that came out, father John, on his Facebook said, why God, why? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then immediately deleted it. But instead of, uh, he didn't get rid of it. He started selling um, shirts that show that said, why God, why? <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I don't know how much uh, autonomy has over his music. They asked Father John of that sub pop and suppose like, give us some money and they will we'll let you do it. But, I feel like uh, at that point, like when a show that big, is being like, hey, somebody just wants to do a cover on national television of this. It's like you would, mm-hmm. you'd be turning down a lot of money, yeah, to not or like that. it's exposure at the very least. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about because Father John he sold his songs to a lot of pop artists or written songs for pop artists like Beyonce and Rihanna. Oh wow! And um, yeah, and um, so I mean, and so, Damon Paula did the same thing, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, J- Father John has stopped doing that since he he says he felt so gross. Oh really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Like he was, he had originally agreed to sell one of his songs, "Real Love Baby," to Beyonce, but he's like, "I love this one too much." But yeah, he he has no problem with the artist, he, but he feels like 
those artists had been put in cages and he's not interested in being part of the major music industry. Mm. And so he says, again, this is why people think that he has hit up his ass or he's pompous, but I, I just feel like that. I feel like he, I, I, I agree with him mostly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Hollywood Film Forever Cemetery sings. This is a, it's got a real fuzzy weird. I could talk. It's a weird song. It's, it's rockier. Um, it's like dirtier. Um, this is actually yeah. my second favorite song on the whole album. I, I really, oh, yeah. really liked this song. It's um in in the lyrics, uh I don't know if you picked it up, oh, but I, did. I, I oh yeah, he's basically fucking a girl in the cemetery. Yeah, a, a lot of times too, like that. Like, yeah, thing. yeah, seven. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like um I don't I don't know anyone who's turned on by getting having sex in the cemetery. I uh, know I at don't. least two separate people, unrelated to each other, me? who have done it. Right. You're not fucking. Oh, fucking they fucked. Yeah, I feel like uh, they really like. Uh, if I know a person like that, they really probably really like Tim Burton. Is that what I'm wrong with that? Um, no, I don't think either of them did. Okay. Like maybe an appreciation. Okay. Maybe the person they were with did, and that's why it happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's this bit by Mitch Hedberg where he talks about you know sometimes you know people have songs like that's our song, and he uh, mentions like you know this song baby, and I fucked you in the pet cemetery, <laughs> but um. I can't help but think about that. When I think of the song, the song is really good though. It's rockier. It's it's weird. It's in the lyrics. I mean, seeing this on national television, come on, <laughs> you know, it's 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 dirty. <laughs> I guess that's what you put it. Um, uh, I really like the yeah, lyric on here. This is, um, you kiss uh, on me, but we should let this dead guy sleep. Like he's, <laughs> it, he's like yeah. having like a little bit of just like. I, this this probably isn't the place right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's feeling a little weird about yeah. it. Um, the music video has Aubrey Plaza in it. If you want to check that out, she does what Aubrey Plaza does. I don't know if you've seen her interviews with her, but she's just a. I, I think she puts on an act for everyone. Um, I've heard she's that's, more or less like that. You mean straight up weird and kind of aggressive? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'll, I'll take that. Um, I'll be. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and just accept that persona as who she is. <laughs> um, but yeah, this song is a, it's, it was a single for sure. Um, and it's, it's a good song. I like it a lot. Uh, it's rockier and it's strange. And it's uh, like a lot of songs. This record doesn't really have a chorus, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which is, I mean, that's fine. It's just three. It mean, doesn't need song. one. No, it doesn't need one. Let's move on to, I'm writing a novel. Yeah. Which this is what I was mentioning earlier of just like, it feels like he was like people watching and like saw some people and he's like, I bet I know what they're like. Yeah. And he mentions ayahuasca in this song, mm-hmm. which uh, I can definitely see. Um, it's, it's like a jaunty, like sort of rockabilly song. Yeah. It's kind of know? like a bluesy, like boogie woogie kind of thing. Like I, I definitely got like <laughs> a, almost like a ZZ top kind of vibe from it. Yeah. And he didn't really do that. This is, I feel like a song where he's still trying to figure out what he is. Cause I, I, I haven't really heard much of, this sort of thing in later records, but it, it's a very wordy song. You know, it mentions things like, uh, like, you know, like Heidegger and Sartre, you know, mm-hmm. um, he mentions, uh, the Canyon, which is talking about World Canyon and, uh, and, you know, the LA area mentions Hollywood. And yeah, he talks about the Canadian shaman, which he's talking about, you know, whether it be uh, ayahuasca or, or, uh, mushrooms, psychedelics, right? right? And it makes it sound really cool. <laughs> like, like, you know, like if you're, if you're feeling good, like, you know, whatever he mentions the monkey might be right. 
and some people might say the monkey would be, you know, like uh, the monkey in your back, whether it be drug abuse or or whatever it is. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, I'm not really seeing that. Uh, yeah, what I was getting from this one is like he's, you know, just kind of like a pretentious writer trying to be like the, you know, the pretentious kind of like classic writer, but he's in like LA, he's in Hollywood. There's, he, it's like, it, it, I felt like the dude's like weird ideas about stuff like didn't quite match with him just walking around like West Hollywood or wherever. So what what I heard, and this is more like Father John Lore, is that when he came back as the Father John Misty character from the desert, which he, he said he he did mushrooms, he sat in a tree naked in Joshua Tree, and he came back and was like, "This is stupid." Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But he had this, and he said he was going to come back and you know write a, a great maker novel. And he says because never before, never before saying that you know all these people had these pretentious ideas of writing something that's never been written before. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just what I got from it. Also, he mentions a dune buggy with Neil. He's, I'm almost sure he's talking about Neil. Almost 100 percent sure he's talking about Neil. I think he's talking about the podcast co-hosts on movies that don't suck and some that do. You know, I've heard of that podcast. Is it any good? Oh, uh, it's one of my favorites. Oh, that's a, that's okay. I'll check it out. The <laughs> the other co-host, Chris, he's a little weird, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if there are people out there that listen to this that prefer one of us to the other. There must be, right? I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to hear back. Against other people. Hey, we're friends. I say, but Ryan like fans rise up, take down Chris. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, I'm writing a novel, a jaunty little rockabilly tune. Um, it's it's definitely the most one of the most instrumentally exper- uh, it, it, um, one most instrument instrumentally heavy songs like like. There's a lot of stuff going on in this one. I agree. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. I don't, it's good. It's. I don't want to say. I want to say instrumentally, instrumentally experimental. But it's not experimental at all. This is a pretty standard song, but it's got a lot of instruments mm-hmm. in it, as opposed mm-hmm. to some of here. Uh, but we can move on to "Oh I Long to Feel Your Arms Around Me," which, uh. um, this is one of those types of songs that I'm always worried about uh, when I listen to a folk record. I oh, hate. Yeah the boom clack folk song. <laughs> and it's, it's more like a hymn, you know, like yeah. that's what it feels like. I, I thought that, it felt like that a out. sea shanty. Oh, well, maybe it didn't wow, feel like it. The lyrics were kind of sea shanty esque, but the, there's always that like folk song. That's like Mumford and sons have built an entire career on it. It's like, it's just like boom <laughs> clack, it, you know, oh, yeah. the boom, ch, boom. Ch. And I don't know. I, I do not like that kind of song. So I wasn't huge on this one, but it. This feels like a filler track to me too. I, just, I think the shortest on the record. Mm-hmm. It's got six lines of lyrics, mm-hmm. and two of them are repeated. So, yeah, it's not my favorite, and uh, it's a weird way to break up this record because to me, it it slows it down a bit. Yeah. Um, it's but it's whatever. He's I think at this point he hasn't fully like separated himself, uh, or like cut the cord on his like folk career. So I think he's still mm-hmm. kind of using stuff from that. Yeah. From the free foxes sort of mm-hmm. handbook. Yeah. And that, that's why I got from it. Um, so we can move on to actually uh, Missy's nightmares. One and two. This is like a country now, uh, song. Yeah. So uh, what father John is doing, I think is uh, giving a clever little link to Bob Dylan. Cause Bob Dylan, that song's like Bob Dylan's 49th dream or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and so with naming like, you know, one and two of nightmares, 
I feel like that's maybe a little bit of a nod. But yeah, like each verse deals with a different dream or, or whatever. And I do like the refrain, which is going to take my life, going to take my life back one day. Yeah, so like, I like that where it like tricks you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it tricks you. I, I'm not really able to figure out how the why these nightmares, but I, I, you mentioned that uh, ever since I lost mine, the fireworks disaster on his hand. Have you ever had a dream where you didn't hit like you lost your hand somehow? Uh, probably. I don't know. I, I'm always disappointed because my dreams are very normal. Like everyone's <laughs> oh. like, I was flying around and I made out with a turtle and <laughs> I did this stuff. And I'm like, I went to work. I saw my okay. friend at the grocery store. <laughs> that's that's really awful, man. I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, <laughs> no, it's be- maybe it's better because I, I have nightmares I wake up from every now and then. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like on days I'm having really trouble sleeping, I have a cyclical nightmare where I wake up over and over again and I fall back asleep and just have it, it happens again. Oh, that sounds awful. It's like, my, it's like my brain skipping like a CD or some shit. Um, but uh, you mentioned the, uh, I need a warm hand over the water ever since I lost mine in the fireworks disaster. I like a couple of weeks ago, I had a dream where my hand was gone. And I was like, God, fuck, to make things super difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I thought, like, you know, and I, now and I sort of, I was like, kind of upset about it. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm going to play video games. Let's do the podcast, right? But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I saw this, um, video of this guy. He is fit. He was digging his hand around in some seawater and a nurse shark got his pinky and it, and, it bit it off, oh my right? God. Like, like, yeah. And he was like, "God, took my pinky," and he he just sort of went in the back. I'm like, I don't know if I'd be able to process the shocking if I lost an appendage like that. Oh yeah, you know? I mean, I'm sure if he was just saying it right off the bat like that, he probably also wasn't processing it right away. He's probably in shock. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's weird. That I didn't mention that, but <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah this, this this track at this point, it, it it's kind of throughout the album. Is you start to realize just this is a little more of a straightforward effort from mm. uh, Father John Misty, uh, which is is fine. But yeah, you kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. It's the whole album's a little more straightforward than his later stuff. Yeah, I do like a lot of the vocal patterns in these songs. A lot of them are really cool. The melody, the way he does it, the delivery is like half of it. And a lot of these songs that make it different from a regular folk record or you know, just some sort of sad Mumford Sons bullshit. Mm-hmm. To me, it's it's one of the sardonic lyrics and, and the vocal pattern that Father John is giving in some of these songs. Uh, but it's vocal pattern. It's not necessarily melody. Right. Um, and I, I, like, I like the vocal pattern in this a lot. But we get to songs I like more uh, coming up. Absolutely. Like yeah, uh, so the next track, Only Son Only of Son. the Ladies Man, uh, yeah. which it's kind of, it's more like a, Folk, I, I wrote down the word folk stomper. Like it's one of those like stompier <laughs> folk songs. Um, but I really yeah, I like ghostly folk. I wrote ghostly folk jaunt. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the stomp is the jaunt you're hearing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but I like the way he approaches lyrics. Uh, yeah. Cause I feel like beyond like the music in a lot of like folkier music, a lot of the the lyrics tend to land like very like tropey where it's like, yeah. uh, you know, I was, I love, I love things or, Oh, you, I'm on the road. The last book I read was some fucking beat poetry from yeah. whenever. And it's like, 
I got a ramble, baby. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. this is like, this whole song is like, his dad was a ladies man. And like, yeah. he's kind of like trying to come to terms with that. Like, it, it's such a weird, just like topic that it's like, yeah. even if I don't like the actual like music on a lot of this stuff, it's like, I'm still like reading these lyrics, just like, holy shit, this is so interesting. <laughs> Yeah, also, it's also part of Father John lore. Like, he's building this character, and part of his character is his dad died, and his dad was a ladies' man, mm-hmm. so maybe he'll be. Also, like, um, uh, he, he he references a little bit of Leonard Cohen in the song. I think there's a there's a record by uh, by um, by Leonard Cohen say the death of a ladies' man, something like that. So, oh, yeah, I think you're right. It, yeah, so, um, and again, I'm not, like, the biggest Leonard Cohen fan. Not that I dislike him, I just, I don't know enough of his things yeah, to he's, have a I think he's strong opinion. important to the music canon. I've just only heard the one song. Yeah, oh, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've all seen Watchmen. Yeah, I know, right? Like, in Jeff Buckley's version, is better than Leonard Cohen's version. <laughs> uh, sorry, I mean, like, you know, there's some artists that take a song and make it their own, like, Johnny Cash did with Hurt. Um, yeah, uh-huh. Which is... But I know a bunch of people who just fucking hate that Johnny Cash version because they've heard it so much. I can, ex- I can fuck- agree. Like, uh, I don't hate it, but I, it's definitely one of those where it's just like, I think I would be okay if I've ne- if I never heard that song again. Yeah, I know on guitar because it's so easy to play. It's like three chords. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned it by accident actually. I was like, oh, it's 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 D and G and A. Yeah, it's like when people I- learn. Um, I think it's about a girl by Nirvana. Oh yeah, the two the two yeah. chords. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean I, I I when I learned out what bar chords or power chords were I think I went to like every MXPS record and learned like six songs off because it was that easy yeah that's how it um, goes yeah but and then I learned that like a lot of my favorite band punk bands just use power chords and I was like well fuck yeah like, <laughs> that's like, the draw I, I was, punk I was I was waiting for this song honestly <laughs> to learn these songs uh, I was having a guitar teacher teach me to me, whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, let's move on. This is Sally Hatchet. Uh, gladly. Uh, uh, <laughs> you like this song? Uh, this is actually my favorite track on the record. I love the the, the fuzzy uh, intro tip. Yeah, it sounds like uh, like a lo-fi recording, like something mm-hmm. you'd yeah. hear from like uh, what the like Daniel Daniel Johnston or something, where it's like they just set up like a fucking like tape recorder in their room. Yeah, this has a uh, really cool uh, vocal pattern also, mm-hmm. and it's it's it got a very '60s feel to it. Like I, I said, it, I said it felt kind of Beatlesy. Like there, there are yeah, parts yeah, where yeah. it's like I think he's kind of like inhabiting the same creative space on this that the Beatles were when they were doing stuff. Yeah, I I, I didn't think about that. But I definitely agree. That's that's a good. Point. I love it, but yeah, uh, the whole track is like it's fun. It's kind of whimsical. Yeah. It talks about emptying a few clips down. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and I, you know, like the, there's all types of people, people talk about like on fucking, you know, on Wikipedia with this, who Sally Hatchet is. I don't know. Uh, I, I honestly don't trust half of what's on Wikipedia. I just sort of crinkle my nose at it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's interesting to see what other people say about it. But again, uh, when they say it's about something for sure, I kind of like, is it though? Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unless you're you unless fucking you're know. fucking Father John, like you don't know for sure. Yeah, you know, there are plenty of times I've wrote lyrics. I don't know what the fuck they're about. This song is about Sally Field. Yeah, <laughs> and and she's a hatchet. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, uh, by the way, you've listened to the new uh, Mars Volta record, yeah. right? Are we going to talk about that? Uh, we might, yeah. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll, then I'll leave my thoughts to myself about yeah, it. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Okay. Because <laughs> we're not talking about Mars Volta right now. We're talking about Father John Misty's. Uh, yeah, I was just talking about, I was talking about that's not what we were saying. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, I like <laughs> the line in this someone turned that awful mouth breathing down. <laughs> or else. Yeah. Um, um, and I like, you know, that thing I like all the time. It gets jammy at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This has like a so. Uh, it has a so at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And it goes on for like the last two minutes of it just in jamming. Yeah. I and, love it. Uh, yeah. This, <laughs> and this track, I think, stands up with later John Misty stuff. Like I think oh yeah. This track being on here would be the thing that convinced me like okay, this dude's going to do cool stuff later on. Like I'm going to check out the next album. Okay. Well, well, how cool? Yeah. Because <laughs> you have heard it. But, I mean, <laughs> um, if I was, you know, in 2012 or whenever whenever this okay. came out, like this would be the one that would convince me like all right, I'm going to get his next album. Okay. Wow, that's cool. Um what's one said well you can do it without me. Now, this song is when it comes to like the musical part, it's not that strong, but the lyrics in it, I fucking love because it's, it's band politics, basically. Yeah, I actually liked the music yeah. on this from a like, I was tapping my foot. I thought it was pretty catchy. It's got a little more of mm-hmm. like a country twang to it, um, but it, I don't know. It's like a fun little like charming song. Like I, I, I it was nice, just a nice little thingy. It reminds me a little bit of like the more upbeat Fleet Foxes stuff, mm-hmm. um, but also he talks about towards. Like, for example, this is about being in the Fleet Foxes. Um, if they tell you you're a genius, which needs to proof, ask anyone on the payroll to go out with you. If <laughs> uh, avoid you, they'll avoid you definitely. But yeah, it's it's songs like, you know, you can move on. You can do this thing that I don't agree with, but I'll be gone after that. As you try to do it, it's like, you can do it, but you, you can do it without me. Right. You know? Uh, but yeah, I like this song. It's jaunty, but, it, you know. It's it felt very uh, previous Fleet Foxes-y sort of in the in the delivery mm-hmm. and lyrics are so I don't know if he's poking fun with my you know like for example we talked about Dylan and how he would write a song like another group to fuck with that group to say hey uh, I can write this song but better than you <laughs> yeah so, uh, so this song know. also has a whistle solo yeah I do like that I do like the whistle so he just whistles a little bit and it's like oh, I don't know I think it adds a lot of charm to it can can you whistle all that well uh, no I cannot actually yeah, I thanks can. for calling me out I'm very insecure about it <laughs> I can do one tone like oh, never mind I'm gonna do that in the microphone what's wrong with me um, <laughs> I can I can barely whistle I can snap though that's okay that's okay mm-hmm. so you can't whistle no my brother can't whistle either, so it's, don't feel too. I I can't do. I couldn't do it till like twelve, like like a year ago, and I found out the only thing to do is if I, I look at something and I act like I'm blowing at it. Okay, interesting. And, uh, yeah, so like the next time you sing, just leave your head where it is. Like look at something and don't move your head, but act like you're blowing at it. Like with your lips. So yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll get you whistling in no time. Yeah, <laughs> um, you guys have tuned into a tutorial podcast now. We're teaching y'all how to whistle. How to whistle. But again, it's only one tone. Yeah. I can't, you know, I, my grandfather used to whistle cooking uh, as a kid when I was a kid. And I, he, he did, he even had that vibrato with it, you know, like that, that beautiful whistling sound. Uh, but I can't do it. So whatever. 
Let's move on to the probably the funniest song on the record. Now Mourning to Love the War. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is... But also maybe like the most cynical. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a it's a song about consumerism for sure. Like if you're trying to think about like the overarching theme of the song, it's about consumerism. But like the first two, the it also was sort of like uh, no art has uh, all art has a negative consequence. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the ethical consumption or production like under capitalism, where it's like, hey, I'm making this album that I think is doing good, but it's being pressed on vinyl, which comes from oil, which comes from this and then the, the criminal. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the, one of the things that, uh, this song, it, it, it's a precursor to a record. You call pure comedy. And the whole record's about how the humorous is fucking doomed and how awful people. Yeah. <laughs> this is, you know, this gentler side of mankind's death wish when it's my time to go, uh, glad I got to leave my, Go leave behind things that won't decompose. That's the chorus of the song. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's cynical. It's also kind of funny, but again, it's it's father, it's very Father John, mm-hmm. you know. And it's again Father John really uh, zoning honing in on something that will become part of the greater Father John like myth, myth, mythology. I I. I, I'm mythologizing him, but I like the idea of a character. Yeah, and I, you know? I think he's doing it himself. Yeah, um, it's it's better than it's better than Chris Gaines and Garth Brooks. Whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I really like uh, just kind of how the track slowly fades in and like mm-hmm. kind of slowly reveals the like layers he's built up under like the main part of the song. I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah, this is just a a cool track. I like he's like listing stuff that like go into a record that all came from, uh, you know, stuff yeah. that's like fought over or wars or started over shipping the vinyl, the cell phone lining, the high gloss. Yeah. he's just like, I just want to make music. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My dog's work. You know, anyway, yeah, I, I you know, I'm getting a puppy, right? Um, no, I didn't know amazing. that. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I'll send you pictures. But when you probably October 13th, we're getting a golden retriever puppy, like every, you know, American family has like mm-hmm. that family dog. Gotta have it. Um, yeah. Well, I, I love Golden's. My dad's like, w- since I moved, me and my brother like left the left the nest. He went and moved in with his now wife, and they've had like Golden's over the years. Like they've probably gone through like eight or nine of them, mm. <laughs> and they love those those type of dogs. And I've learned to love those type of dogs because there's, you know, you want to talk about a shallow animal. <laughs> um, <laughs> Golden's love you no matter who the fuck you are. Right. Or you're like, 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 let's say you come over and we have that golden. That golden's in them. I automatically love you. Of course. As your person. But I think yeah, it's just, and, um, I've experienced that, but I think it's because I'm cool. Oh, yeah. Well, and certainly yeah, not because they but, just like everybody. But I'm, I'm looking forward to having a cuddle, but Hugo cuddles just fine. But I just, I think that he's happy. He's loved to have a little sister because he, He's a goofball, like right? That. But again, I'm talking like a dad, like a like a a, a, a dog dad, and I don't want to do that. Move on. You are a dog um, dad. To, but let's move on to TPs one through twelve. One through twelve, and uh, a gun again. Probably more drug talk in this. Yeah, but also um, a very another like country track. I think he hits like three on here, but it's got a fiddle. Yeah, it's got class. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that fiddle in here, man. That's 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 the driving point of this song. And it uh, it, it seems like it's kind of about doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, there actually is 
a few things about doing it. And then there's, I think, verse two. He talks about like being at a camp where you do ayahuasca, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, because you can go to retreats and they'll be like, "Hey, um, we're gonna walk you through this trip." It sounds like no fun. Uh, I've heard, I've like listened to many like podcasts where comedians or others say they've done this retreat out in Mexico. Just and say you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> I've listened to the, I've listened to that, but I've also heard Ron White talk about it on Two Bears One K. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not you know like we'll talk shit on Joe Rogan, and I, I remember one of our previous episodes where I mentioned um, where I talked to I mean, fun Joe Rogan. I you know I used to listen to him, but after like the shit started getting there, I just, I fell off pretty quick because I'm like I'm not I'm not into this. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah uh. This you listen to Jerogan, you'll know this. And Sergio Simpson. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> um there's a part in the song where he the vocals he's just kind of going like do 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 <laughs> it sounds like a ween song. Oh yeah, like, you this got sounds that like ween. It? It's a very ween thing to do. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, because you know, like Ween are one of those bands that I, I think they're a musician's musician. I really think Oh so. absolutely. Yeah, and so that they're gonna take a little cute little. If they're gonna take their own little subsession and something and do like a a do do do. Yeah, and, and they're all... so not only are they musicians, musicians. I think they're like comedian. The comedian's comedian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because it's like you'll show it to somebody and be like, "This is funny," and they'll be like, "But there's no jokes in it." Yeah, that's yeah. But it's like yeah. I mean, right? There's no like setup and punchline, but like the thing they're doing is funny. It's like you yeah, just don't like, get it, man. <laughs> sometimes like homage to something, or it's or it's just making fun of something, but in a good way that's definitely catching. Right, exactly. Or, uh, and yeah, yeah, I remember I went to Richard Arena with my buddy, and we listened to Ween like I think Hathaway. But by the time we were done, my wife was just so fucking done with it. <laughs> she was just she was like, I I can't listen anymore, Ween. And it got worse because then we started listening to a field recording of a chain hitting a with the, the side of the mountainside, like some drone, <laughs> some drone record. And my wife was like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of the car. <laughs> and it ended with us listening to, uh, I'm not going to say who it is, but uh, a clarinetist, but it was, it was, it sounded like fucking noise. And uh, we got out of the car. It was like one thirty AM, like on, on like a Tuesday, we got back from Reno and she, she just could not wait to get home. I think uh, I had to get my car and drive back to our apartment I think on that apartment, the drive back to the apartment, it was complete silence in my car. Right. <laughs> was, like, we won't put on any music. Yeah. Can't deal yeah, with we'll that just, right we'll, now. Yeah, but yeah, uh, she likes to tell that story, but um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, last track, um, Every Man Every Needs Man a need, Companion. Which, to me, is a callback to um, Neil Young's off the album Harvest, A Man Needs a Maid. I kind of get that from there. Just, you know, maybe yeah. extrapolating, extrapolating a little bit because it's sort of the same thing, but it's it's not my favorite track on there. I, but it, it's, I didn't it, like this one. I thought the music was pretty nice, but the way he was delivering his lines, I it mm-hmm. it, seemed, it had like a lot of like tension or like anticipation anticipation built into it where I was just like, I felt like I was just like, just, ugh, just fucking say it. Just say what you're going to say. Like, stop dragging it also, out. <laughs> It's got a few like cool lines, like like uh, um, couldn't give me a miss, so I had to write my own. I hung up a religion that I know it's a waste. 
and he talks about his name Joshua and Jay, and sort of explaining his transition to Father John. But again, like you said, I I also got a lot of cheese on the song too. Mm, yeah, I could see and that. It, yeah, because it's again another sort of like like it's a folky trope to have like I need someone. I need, you know, man needs someone to teach him how to do things and to be there for him. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm just saying like, I've heard that before, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, you know, like, uh, it's a, it's a fitting in track on the, on an imperfect record, but something that shows a lot of promise in the future artists to look out for. And that's why I thought that I love you, honey bear would be awesome. And I was right. Yeah. You were correct on that one. Yeah. But yeah, man, that's uh, Father John's Misty Fear Fun. You guys can watch, find that pretty much anywhere. Uh, mo- both artists that we talked about this this episode are pretty easy to find. Oh, yeah. Um, and you've probably heard of them if you listen to music at all. Um, or you, you've heard of them. I mean, I heard them. But uh, you know what? What, what, did you, what did you bring? What is the artist that you brought uh, to our attention? I went with Tame Impala's Currents. Mm. Uh. I know. Great. I'm, I'm very familiar with this record. I am too. Like I, I'm happy we finally get to talk about it. Um, yeah. So real quick, Tame Impala. It's one dude, Kevin Parker. Uh, he does all the instruments, the lyrics, the vocals, like at least in the studio, he does bring like a touring band and stuff with them. Um, yeah. But yeah. Started in 2007 in Perth, Australia. They've got four. He's got four albums. Um, Inner Speaker, Lonerism, Currents, which we're going to talk about, and then the Slow Rush. Which is not that great. It's not that great. It kind of follows in the footsteps of Currents, but it it seems less ambitious, maybe? Less good? Yeah. I, I, I feel like we'll talk about it. But it's, yeah. a, it's a little less, like, novel. Like, especially coming yeah. from the discography. Uh, so, uh, it's a psychedelic band. And it, the first two albums were, like, they were rock albums. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's playing guitar, do, you know, kind of making weird sounds, but it was still like, you know, very listenable psychedelic rock lonerism, mm-hmm. more of the same. And then he wanted to step away from the rock side, and, you know, embrace synthesizers, make stuff that was more electronic and dance inspired. But he still took the uh, like kind of the psychedelic mindset with it. So you you get some like weird, really interesting stuff happening on this album. Uh, yeah. 100%. Um, um, but yeah, it, it, I felt like the slow rush didn't quite have that. I felt like at that point he'd kind of fully embrace pop and you don't get any of like kind of the weirdness happening. The exploration at, as weirdness. You know, mm-hmm. like, we'll talk more about why I, I've really grown to love currents. And why I initially didn't, but we'll get into that one. We yeah, uh, so this is my second favorite Tame Impala album behind Inner Speaker. Um, this came out in 2015. It was actually delayed by a couple of months uh, because he was, he's one of those producers and artists that like really labors over the sound of something. So yeah. he spent so I, much I time kind of like perfecting stuff that like by the time they hit the original release date, he was like, I haven't even written lyrics for two of the songs on here. Uh, do you have uh, any sort of those uh, mm, those sort of um, tendencies to be a perfectionist like that? Sometimes I'm always split between like this could sound better, and I really don't want to be playing this anymore <laughs> or doing this anymore. I sort of like when I come when I write something new or I do something like that. I always feel like I'm gonna fuck it up if I if I monkey with this anymore. Mm, mm-hmm. you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna 
that thing that was special, if I change the formula to special to me, not to anyone else, I'm not saying I should special to anyone else, but me, but I feel like it's going to lose the thing that I gravitated towards if I monkey with it too much. Oh yeah. But, that you know, makes sense. Yeah. Like for example, like I've recorded stuff like uh, there's, I've recorded stuff, you know, several times over and there's something that first recording I can't replicate. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, but I don't think Kevin Parker has that problem. Yeah. I feel like I have the issue of, I want to get it over with and I'll be like, that's good enough. And then I, on subsequent listens, like when I listen to it later, I'm just like, fuck, I really wish I would have dialed that in because now I hear it. And then I get embarrassed yeah, it, by it. Or, or you record something and then you're playing it and you add some little flourish and you're like, wow, that really adds something cool to the song that is not on the recording. Mm, exactly. You know, like, yeah, anyway, we're moving on to okay. the uh, But let's get to the important part, yeah. the the whole theme of the album. Uh, the cover art is by Robert Beatty, and it mm-hmm. depicts uh, what they call the vortex shedding, uh, which is, I think it's like a, you know, like a physics simulation kind of thing. Um, yeah. But Kevin Parker thought it was pretty thematic, thematically linked to the album. Um, and the artist, uh, Robert Beatty, has done mm-hmm. a bunch of work for like tons of other artists. And I, after like looking up all these cover arts, I was like, oh, it's that guy. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> uh, so he's done st- I, stuff for the OCs. He's done stuff for Tim Heidecker. He's done stuff for The Weeknd. Ariel Pink, oh. Flaming Lips, and One O Tricks Point Never. Yeah, I, I, but till now I didn't know how to say the name, so thank oh, you. Yeah. One O Tricks Point Never. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so I looked up the albums he did the cover art for, and it's like, oh yeah, one hundred percent, it is that dude. He has like a very so he, specific uh, style that's kind of like this, like airbrushed style that I like a lot. Yeah, it's a really cool, um, really cool cover. Mm-hmm. So, Which I will say, I was surprised when you picked it. I think this is the newest album that's come out that I think has like an iconic, timeless cover. Like you yeah. see this everywhere. I know people who haven't yeah. listened to this album that are like, I know what that's from. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, you know, I, like one of the things I considered using was that most recent Mountain Goats cover, which has a great cover, but it's not as iconic and accessible as this one is for sure like like you're right this one shows up everywhere and it didn't need, and people who don't know Tim Paula who have seen this somewhere cuz it's so it's so unique and cool it's it's just such a cool cover and yeah this is yeah. unanimously what was voted on when i sent this out to people like which one do you think is oh, the yeah. coolest uh the other ones i sent out were uh, bitches brew by miles davis oh that's a good one I yeah, love. that's a great, great cover and then just as far as like most iconic timeless cover. I went with Abbey road by the Beatles. Yeah. Which is another, another just great one. Like it's, it's like an enigma. It's like just such a crazy cool cover, but yeah, this one ended up. And you'll talk about it forever too. Like people will discuss what that means. Oh yeah. Why is he not wearing shoes? Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, this one just has a a great cover, like not even my favorite tame Impala album. And it was the background on my phone for a while, just because I love the way it looked. I think I saw that in your phone. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we mentioned it now that we're an hour into the episode, uh, but this theme was yeah. suggested by Dylan, friend of the show. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, fuck. I mean, to- <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. Thanks, pal. Yeah. Um, but I think we should listen to the sampler, get into it, uh, start talking about Currents by Tame Impala. 
All right, here we go. This is Currents by Team Impala. Tim Paul's current uh, sample. I, I want to make people that you can't get the. I want to mention that this is just a sampler. We're not necessarily being the best parts of the songs. Like, I thought I picked some, some of the best parts of the song. Oh, wow! You talking did. shit right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. I'm just saying, like you know, like a lot of people want to say, like, well, hey, like what the fuck, like, um, it, people I've heard criticisms about the way we do the samplers, but it's just a sampler. If you like the whole thing, you'll. It's the whole thing. Yeah, we uh, we suggest that you just listen to the full albums in uh, between or before listening to this. The the samplers exist if you don't want to do that. If you don't want to set aside two two and a half hours to <laughs> go, go listen to some albums before we talk to it, it's just like, hey, here's a here's an idea of what we're talking about. Yeah, and you may hate it, or you might actually be intrigued. And either way, we don't care. But. Um, <laughs> I mean, whatever. I'm being a dick about it. Let's move on. Um, so, uh, 
well, I will tell you what my first impressions of this record when I first got it when it came out. So I went down to Josie Records in Dallas because mm-hmm. there's Josie Records there. Slayers in KC, same people. I was fucking blew my mind when I moved here and found that out. They're That's following not, you. Uh, yeah. Well, it was yeah that it followed me, and I um I picked it up for forty bucks. I was like, fuck, this is a hot. It was a it was hundred eight grams, so I wasn't that pissed about it. But this time I was still really hung up on having digital copies, like a downloadable copy of this record. Oh yeah. And and so I wouldn't have bought it if I knew it didn't have it. So I emailed them and they sent me a link to download the whole thing. Uh, oh, that's cool. Because I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, I wouldn't have spent 40 bucks on this if I didn't know it didn't come with a digital download. And they, they're like, well, here it is. And I was like, well, damn. I, mean, I, I, wonder, I wonder if they just did that for me or they do it for everyone who is a Karen and emails. Right. Because, <laughs> um, you know, it's a major record. It's a universal, I think. It's a record, it's a record label, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, this is, is this their first major? It's their major label, major label debut, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but you said you said it took time for this album to grow on you. Yeah. The, so uh, you know, I was still really into the the Tam Paul that made Elephant. You know, like <laughs> uh, which is apparently at that point their most popular song was Elephant. Like it, it Kevin Parker said, bought his house. That's oh yeah, Elephant. Yeah, but um. But you know, I I, I knew where, I did, they had like, Lunarism is definitely more electronic than Inner Speaker, and then he just went, dove into the the electronic music of Currents, and it took a while for me to grow on me. But I really fucking love Currents now. It's it's my second favorite Tame Impala record, tied with Inner Speaker. I really think so. Mm, wow. Yeah, um, I think Tame Impala has got a pretty consistent discography. Like. They do. It's uh, whatever you're listening to. Like, it's at least going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, uh, do you have any other bands that always are pretty consistent? Like you think about, I mean, we talked about Russian circles pretty recently yeah. where it's like yeah, every uh, single one of their albums is good. It, the Another really consistent band that I think about a lot is the national. They always, they're, they're always growers for me. Mm-hmm. Like they're the records, but they're always really consistent. Like it's going to be a good record. And, um, but you know, like lately, it's just been. I, I want something that's transcendent, like high violet was. But currents is great. Current out of currents. Um, it's. What was your thoughts on when you first heard it? Did you have a sort of similar? Um, I think it was me? very smart of him to open on "Let It Happen." Oh, it's a fantastic. I opener. I think it's one fantastic. of the. It's not my favorite on here, but it is one of like the better tracks, and it yeah. does. So we'll just dive into the track. Um, okay. It like, you know, it opens with synths and stuff like it really kind of announces like, listen, this is what the oh, album's yeah. going to sound like. This is what you're getting it's- the whole way through. And and it's long, but it does. Yeah. It does that thing at the halfway point. Like, I think. It changes. Yeah, it it um it does like almost like a CD skipping like loop. Yeah, yeah. It's what I wrote down. Like, it's a very short loop that every single time tricks new listeners. I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. played this song with people paying attention and they haven't gone. If it was the first time hearing it, playing like, but what well, is stuff? Okay. Is this cool? <laughs> yeah. And then the, um, the strings come in. Yeah. And you hear it yeah. and you're like, Oh my God, it's on purpose. And it's, it's so cool. It's, I think it might be my favorite part of the whole album. This thing has a structure. The, this song has a structure. That's so interesting. It's like, 
it's like it it's a, a long track that barely repeats itself yeah it's and, like, it's if, like it do, if it through. does it as yeah it, and one of the things i love about this whole record is that there's the bass in this this whole thing is just so fucking groovy. yeah and the, the, it, it locks in the groove it's you know like the last wonderism has all these sort of flourishes but everything here's still locked in mm-hmm. you know like and that's not that's slag that's a that's a, that's a great thing this thing has such a groove they locked into it's really um it's really a really great great song and opener yeah and i um, think um it's a really good track to kind of um assure the listener like because you hear stuff like this from like a multitude of bands where it's like we've embraced synths and electronica and we really want to do dancey stuff and you mm-hmm. hear that and you're like oh so they sold out like you know what the album's gonna sound like and all this yeah. and i think this track really kind of shows like yeah he's taking those influences but he's not like lost in it like he's not trying to just cash in on the, no, the tame and name. Has... like this is where his uh creative mind is right now and then like it's like okay yeah i i trust what you're trying to do yeah and also it's it's also showing you hey i haven't sold out this is still fucking uh adventurous cool shit mm-hmm. which it is like like after hearing this song i, w- I was like okay i'll let it happen yeah um, <laughs> like, it's just it's and- so lush and densely layered and you know mm-hmm. as we were talking about it i think this is my mm-hmm. favorite track on the album oh yeah it's always been in the top uh, but it's like now that we're talking about it and it's like yeah this is it this is the one there's a song here that's my favorite um but it's it's just because i i i know exactly how I, you know because you know kp has good Kevin parker has good lyrics like um this song is about just going with the fuck flow you, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like and you know uh there's always drugs involved you know? uh, it's like <laughs> it's not, music, yeah 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 why not uh, and, you know um but um yeah it's it's it, he also doesn't grapple with super super dense themes on this you know like but every song at least has it's going towards the same way it's not like you know i'm not gonna i'm gonna shit in father john but he has stuff out there that you don't know exactly what he's saying it because he's trying to be abstract but this one always i'm never like scratching my head at what he's saying which is not a bad thing it's not like a fred durst thing where he just says shit right. no this is <laughs> you know but no this every song has a theme and overarching thing he's trying to say and sometimes the simple saying just go with it mm-hmm. let it yeah, happen yeah. you know but yeah and great great track yeah <laughs> uh next track is nangs which i feel is, it's um, uh th- this track is so if you guys don't know what Nangs are, according to the internet, it's a uh, it's strange strange slang term for whippets or not nitrous oxide. Oh, I had no idea. Um, yeah. Um, uh, have you this this album kind of has a lot of these like there these little like short tracks that it's like maybe like on the cusp of like a filler track, but I, they work. These really work. Yeah, they work so well in yeah. the vibe where it's like you he's so like locked in on what he's trying to do that. Like he knows not to expand this, this little idea he has that fits in the album, but make it go on too long to the point that you hate it. Yeah. I, I do like that fact that, that he's meticulous enough to understand to me that long track needs a breakup. If we get to the next one, mm-hmm. like a little break, but I like this um, one. Uh, it, the only lyrics are, but is there something more than that? 
There probably is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's still interesting, still important for the overall flow of the album, which mm-hmm. I think it says a lot where it's like even the smaller tracks are crafted with as much care as, you know, the bigger tracks. Like the track preceding this was like eight and a half, nine minutes long. And this one is yeah. under two minutes and you still feel like it it's still like really immersive. Like, I don't know. I always listen to this one. I'm like, oh, it kind of feels like I'm like floating. Yeah, I got that. Well, it's pretty wobbly, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, you know, and uh, when I, you know, I've, I used, I used to have pretty bad tinnitus. So like, is that my ear just fucking up or is the song like this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, the song's like that. So that's good to know. Um, uh, but then that's not a slide on the song. It's just my, you know, whatever. Right. Um, uh, but then we got an, uh, another fuller track after that called the moment. The moment. And it's, it's sort of like the same sort of, not the same sound, but same sort of theme when it comes to lyrics about sort of going with it. Yeah. Living um, in the moment. Um, yeah. But it's, this is like, it's getting booty to it, man. Oh, I, there's so great bass guitar. <laughs> yeah. I like this whole record, but yeah, this one to me, it's, I, I'm used to term booty. Cause I've, I've heard, um, this is going to sound weird. Uh, do you remember that there was a Michael Jackson documentary called this scene? Like after you die, they put out a documentary about him rehearsing for his last tour. Yeah. And the guitar player was playing something. He's like, no, no, no play it with more booty. And then it sort of was like, Oh, I understand what you mean. More booty. And yeah, the baseline, this has a lot of booty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, living in the moment and that moment's getting closer, but maybe, you know, he's like a little nervous about it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a bad song. It's just, it's just, I'm still finding hard to like, I'm still still hung up on how great would have happened was at this mm. point in the record. Yeah. <laughs> which, know, like, so like, maybe it's, it's good that Nangs was in there to kind of like yeah. give you a little bit of time to forget about how let, let it, how good let it happen was. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's good. I mean, I've listened to this album so many times that I feel like, except part of one track, like every track on here is like memorable and important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even tracks that like, I normally, in like what I like about music, I wouldn't like works well here. Like the next song, uh, yes, I'm changing, which is my favorite track on the record. Really? It's yeah. More ballady, uh, which normally I I don't go for. Um, but it's got these big synth chords that one of the chords is like really dissonant and it makes it just so crazy to listen to. I love it. Yeah, I love the. This is probably my favorite. It's my favorite baseline of the record. Mm. But it's it's sort of like when I heard this on the first time, I was sort of feeling this like really like like the lyrics of it. You know, talking about sort of like how you're how you're changing as a person. Mm-hmm. He's he's starting and, to like move the, beyond his like anger issues, is what it seems like. Yeah, yeah he's you know he's getting changes as a person. He's sort of understanding that it, the person I was with when you met me, we were different. And uh, you know I'm older now. I'm 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 changing. And uh, oh, the line says, "See, people never change, but that's bullshit." They do. Yeah, he starts is, to cuss off I mean, this track. Yeah, yeah. He says a BS. He says the shit word. The bullshit but, um, word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the bullshit word. But uh, you know, he's talking about like. You know, but again, he's sort of telling the girl, "It's not me. It's not you. It's me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. You know. But, but uh, I, I like. I like where he settles because he kind of, he does go to this theme again. He draws from mm-hmm. the same kind of well a little later on, but it's like, he has this, like we're both going to move on and it's going to be great. Like once we're both yeah. kind of past whatever this is. 
Yeah, it, it, he even super references even later on the record about you know maybe he didn't handle this the best way sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But with yes, I'm changing. I really love this song. It's it's a ballady. It's got it's got a great bass line. Got and, great falsetto you know, singing too. Oh yeah, dude, Kevin Parker, so fucking the he's man, a great singer. I, um, he's a great he's a great musician, dude. We can't like he's so talented. It's uh-huh. it's crazy. He's one of those people like I'm really like jealous of just like how. How are you making you just like so much good music? Banger after mm-hmm. banger, dude. Good. Um, and then this oh. one, it comes back to something he messed around with a little bit on inner speaker as he has some uh, like field recording. It sounds like a city street, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. he did on. Um, I think it's why won't why won't they talk to me on uh, not inner speaker lonerism. Dude, I fucking love that song so much. Yeah, and he he's great at even just finding sounds on the street you know one of the things about uh i want to talk about this just for a second but i i i tried to learn uh why they talk to me on guitar it's two chords mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's such a great song like you don't hear two songs i mean there's all a little adornments to it throughout the whole way thing but yeah i love that record i love i love that that song and this whole record honestly current's great um you want to go to eventually uh yeah which is my second favorite track on the album Sort of, uh, sort of pulling the well from the previous song, like, sort of like, um, he, he, he sort of, he, you know, this is a song where he regrets hurting them, mm-hmm. you know, hurting the person. Maybe he didn't handle the breakup as well as he could have. Right. You know? But he's like, but, you know, we'll get over it. It's Eventually. not okay now, but it will be later. And you'll be happier than you are now mm-hmm. with the, with the person or whatever you do. Um, and it's it's a cool song. It's a single, right? It's one of the same. This thing had like five singles. <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, it's a- cool. It's got some like fluttery synths on it. It opens with like some feedback, which I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I noticed listening to it this time, um, he does he snaps a lot on this album, and every single time mm-hmm. I, it reminds me of the like Nintendo Switch snap <laughs> yeah no, it's like oh my god yeah. it sounds exactly like that although this was made before the nintendo switch yeah uh i do like the uh how this thing falls apart at the end oh yeah you know it sort of it deconstructs into into the next track which uh, we'll talk about gossip but um yeah this one it's 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 kind of bowdy but you know uh it's very singable you know, like I can tell you been in my car, but uh, you mm-hmm. know. and the, I love those parts where he's just yeah. singing the Oz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this song's got a good vocal performance on it as well. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. Apparently, and this is from an AMA that Kim Parker did. He says um that the song's still hard for moving him friend to listen to because he talks about how he hurt someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I I. I've I've sure felt that way about people that I've dated or or people that I've I've broke their heart, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it still fucking tears at me, you know. And so I hear you, Kevin, and I concur. <laughs> but, uh, um, I don't have much to say about uh, gossip. It's it's yeah. if it's shorter song on here, it's like fifty five seconds. It's it's cool. It's got this kind of like wavy midi sounding uh Mm -hmm. synth with like some little guitar noodling it's like a nice little like psychedelic break 
Yeah, it's a short song too. It's like fifty. Yeah, you said it's fifty something seconds. Mm. Again, another breaker. Breaker. It sort of breaks things up in a good way, not a bad one. Yeah, I think it's, you you need something between eventually and the less I know, the better. Yeah, sort of. It also changes the theme of the record a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like like because you had these two songs about almost not the same thing, but kind of sort of the same sort of uh, all park or wheelhouse. And then we move into the less I know, the better. Which uh, I want to kick off this one. This track on Spotify has over a billion plays. A billion over plays? Over a billion. How's that with possible? A Man, I that's that's pretty incredible. I mean, like, I just feel like someone had on repeat though. Right. Like, if like, Elephant I, bought him a house, what the fuck did I the less I know the better <laughs> buy him? Yeah, he's like, I got this pretty fat check from Spotify. Like holy crap. Um, um but this but, thing has this is my third favorite. Um mm. This has the baseline. Oh, the baseline. Killer baseline. I had to put the I whole thing in the sampler. It. Like, yeah. It's one of the most important things to come from this album. Um, and I want to, I do think that I read somewhere, I don't remember where, that the baseline was actually a guitar leak, but it was octopedal. I could see that. It sounds pretty guitar y. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound guitar um, But the um, whole thing's about, you know, liking someone else who likes someone else, but he doesn't want to, like, know about it. Yeah, it's sort of like a like a, like a love triangle, sort of. Uh, fucking Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I can. Yeah, he sort of sees like like I want you know I see we with this guy, and honestly I don't hear you guys fucked at all. That just hurt. Yeah, he's like I don't <laughs> you know? just don't tell me about it. Um, I yeah, think it's yeah. like the most it's the rockiest track on the the album like. Yeah, it it this one of everything sounds the closest to what he did on the previous two albums. But it's again, it's very currency. Oh yeah, you know, like, it, like again, it it doesn't sound exactly it like it, but it's like, oh yeah, this might be the same guy. Yeah, and it's it's a great song. And you said it's your second favorite, third favorite. Oh, you know, come on, Superman, see your stupid line. So there's <laughs> so there's a performance of this on some late night show. I can't remember what it is. I want to say Conan, but. I, mm-hmm. I always think every late night shows Conan. He was supposed to <laughs> not say bullshit, but he forgot. So he oh, said yeah? bullshit on live TV. Oh, and they cut it. Or did, they, did they just bleep it out? Uh, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I, they might have left it okay. in because they didn't hear him. I can't I can't quite remember. But I, I remember he was like, oh, oops, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I saw this. Uh, I've read this thing. I think I saw it online where where uh, Regis Machine were going to play on television in the UK, mm-hmm. and they're going to play "Killing the Name of," right? And they said, "Well, uh, we're going if you guys could not play that last part." And the last part says, "Fuck you! I want you to do what you tell me." Right. So obviously they played that last part and got cut out, cut out of the broadcast because they told them what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know he said bullshit on television, but they still kept in. So good, you didn't KP for. Uh, Realizing he's bad, really sticking it to the man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's, uh, let's get, yeah, past life. Uh, really kind of neat track, like different from all the other stuff because there's really no, like there's a chorus, but really just Kevin Parker talking through. A, uh, I'm guessing a a vocal filter. Oh yeah, obviously. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And where he talks about you know he's just it, it's kind of corny a little bit, you know. Yeah, he it's, saw like a almost, previous girlfriend in like a rearview mirror at like the grocery store or something, and then all the uh, the dry cleaners. Yeah, yeah. I I can't tell you the last time I did dry cleaners. I don't dry clean my clothes. Mm-hmm. 
I'll be honest. I just use the washer. Look, Kevin Parker's got to had to uh, dry clean all those expensive scarves. Oh yeah, that's true. He went he went through Anyhow. a scarf era, and it's really funny. Yeah, Thursday at twelve thirty, he goes dry cleans his scarves. It's a pretty solid routine. It just works for him. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, so he kind of tells this little story um, with, and then there's like kind of a chorus where he comes in and like sings something. But yeah, it's yeah. it's mostly just the song with uh, spoken word stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I love the way he says lover. He says lover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was my lover. Uh, a lover from a past. So I'm thinking yeah. that it's probably just like a message he's leaving on the girl's answering machine because the track ends with her like picking up the phone. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's a cool, it's a cool, I mean, it's something to think about. Like, I've never had this happen, but it's, it, I can imagine it happen. Uh, but it, it, you know, like everyone has that feeling where you can look back on something and you either you're looking at your past with rose colored glasses mm-hmm. or you thinking, well, I, th- there was a circumstance back then that's no longer an obstacle, you mm, know? Right. And, and so I, that's what I got from this one. It's a, it's a fucking, it's a cool track. It's cool. Yeah. It's the one I think it's the first thing I think I remember like snapping out of my stupor and I'm like, Oh. This is different. Yeah, it, not in a bad way. I it's it's cool. It's not one of my favorites, but it's it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's you know it's got a little. It gives you a little bit of body shake when he goes into the chorus. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we move on to disciples, uh, which is another one of like the little short tracks. Yeah, it it, it starts out so sort of like a the 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 lo-fi quality of the beginning of it sort of sounds like AM radio. I love that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite yeah. parts. And then like the yeah. second and verse then, kicks in and you hear the full like spectrum of all the stuff he's recorded for it. Yeah. Just the fucking boom comes in there and it's a, it's a cool song. It's uh, again, it's like an hour, a minute and 50. It's, it's definitely a song, but it's not, and it's definitely not a filler track. Right. Uh, Falsetto comes back on this one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Into that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good kind of like palate cleanser before we get into uh, cause I'm a man, which I think is probably the, the like the most like the song that everyone's heard, you know, like no, the song like, that everyone's heard's got to be the less I know the better, because <laughs> the billion plays. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the one I've heard people talk about the most. Is this okay? One. Interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, and I don't. Mm, uh, the the lyrics in this are a little silly. I can't tell if he's being silly, like serious or not <laughs> in the chorus. Where he's you know because because he, he, he the song's about him doing shitty things, you know. And then he says, well, here's my, you know, I'm a man, woman. Yeah. I don't always think before I do, you know, like, like he's, he's like, it's just saying, you know, I, I'm a dude. Wait, right. He's like, I'm dumb. <laughs> this is what dumb, but, dumb guys do. We do dumb stuff. Cause I'm a man. I think he's kind of, I think he's being a little tongue in cheek. Oh, I'm I don't sure. Think it really means it. Yeah. But this track um, feels like a, uh, like a slow dance song. Like if, if you a, think of it, it a single, yeah. If you, you know? think of it in like the realm of, he wants to make music that you would hear in like a dance hall or a club. Like this is the track you play when, you know, people oh, yeah. are like slow dancing. So yeah. Giving them, giving them sex size. Yeah. With mm-hmm. all the other people, this track yeah. does stay <laughs> the fuck word in it. Oh no. Uh, but I really like the little, like, guitar melody uh, in the chorus. Mm-hmm. Like after he's yeah. says he's a man. But I do want to I do want to mention that like like the first time I listened to second words of guitar and the second time I heard it everywhere. You know, like it's there. You know, it's but again, 
uh, I I would find this record by itself is just it's it's so I it's so creative. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, like like someone would say like you know it's just electronic. I'm like I don't think you actually listen to the same thing I did. You know? Right. I think you're you're focusing too much on the fact that he's playing around with synths and like maybe you should, mm. you know, listen more to what he's doing with it. Yeah. But uh, this was apparently the lead single and it's it sounds like it. Yeah, I could. See I feel that. like I feel like a lot of songs in here were like, you know, I think when you got learners and put this record out, I think it brought it to a whole lot more years who weren't interested in that sort of psychedelic rock thing. And he brings us in and all these other people that were maybe not interested in Tame Impala now. Are. Right. Yeah. And, and that has its downsides and upsides you know? mm-hmm. because at one point, you know, sometimes you feel like a band's yours and then they put out a record that everyone likes and you're like, well, it's no longer mine. It's everyone else's. Right. <laughs> you know, but I didn't, I didn't feel that way about this, <laughs> uh, that this records. Uh, I'm glad it's everyone else's because it's a great record. Yeah. Um, so reality in motion, I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. like there's a track that I think is kind of forgettable or that I like always forget is on here and it's reality in motion. Um, this does have a skip CD moment too. It does. Yeah. It does like the let it happen trick for a second. Um, yeah. and it's really up until the chorus hits that I'm like, what, tr- what song is this? Have I heard this before? But then when the chorus <laughs> hits, I'm like, Oh, it's this song. I love this song. This yeah. song's great. <laughs> but I, I am always like when it's leading up to that, like what what track is this? What is this? Yeah, um, it's a it's a sexy song, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, kind of uh, a band again. Also, sort of seems like a you know, like with the, with the name like Reality in Motion. It's kind of, it's kind of druggy. It's <laughs> like like, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. But um, yeah, it's 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 a sexy song. Again, there are a lot of sexy songs on this mm-hmm. thing. Uh, this one, this one to me is by far the sexiest. Um, I I don't know why I'm saying that, but I feel that I just feel that way. About right, it. I'm into it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I think the choruses are stronger than the verses, but man, they're really good yeah. choruses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but love slash paranoia. Uh, it, it's mm-hmm. another slow track. Um, but I like the I like the lyrics on this one. He's like paranoid about his uh girlfriend cheating uh, yeah so but you know it's kind of nice to hear him uh address something that you know really insecure people do mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know and it depends on what, what relationship you're in i thought honestly i think like if you were very scared scared about someone cheating on you you know why why you know maybe maybe i don't know i think <laughs> and, and like he knows he's in the wrong like that yeah, is he, one thing I like about this whole album is there, there are moments where he's kind of like displaying this like kind of shitty behavior, but he's like, but he's like, this is on me. Like the line in this, mm-hmm. uh, true love is bringing it out in me. The worst in me. Like, yeah, he knows he's being, you know, paranoid. Yeah. It, it ends with the girl breaking up with him. Really. Mm-hmm, as she should. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's being a weirdo. About yeah. It. She's, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe she was she. Know, but, don't know. <laughs> uh, but musically, I like this track because uh, it's got a lot of like changes going on. Like it's just interesting the whole way through. So this is very like, like I know this doesn't sound like redundant, but it's a very heavy currents track. It's sort of like a thesis, sort of like like the he's you know he's boarded the trend of currents, and this is 
more proof of that in that, you know, like he's really shedding that last owner or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it's, it's classic of that. Like, sorry, the mic there. Um, <laughs> uh, it's really classic of that, you know, like sort of like, again, a thesis statement with this right. record is about. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then the last track, which I would have thought would have been the most popular track on here. Uh, uh, new yeah, person, I- same mistakes. Uh, this one feels the closest to, I guess, like a like a regular like pop song. I think it was covered by Rihanna. Yeah, on her on her album Anti, under the different title called Symbols. Yeah, it's like <laughs> this one is like this one has obviously been accepted by the music industry at large, but it's not even in the top five uh, Tame Impala tracks. Do you like that that banjo guitar break they have right before the oh, chorus? I love, it. I love <laughs> yes. this song. I think this one's the best slow song on the album. I also really love the lyrics of this one too. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, it's uh, it's you know, like every again, it's sort of it's sort of antithesis to yes, I'm changing. Sort of like saying, "Well, I'm a different person, but I still make the same shit." How much do we really change? Right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Keeping Which, it, uh, keeping I, it in the you know in the same like kind of lyrical space. Again, like I feel like this thing has a thing, not just musically, but even lyrically. So, like people may not see it's not a concept record, but I see a vision in this. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. for the whole thing. You know, it's not a collection of songs. I think, you know, like you said, you, well, you're telling me that Kevin Parker, you know, delayed this record by two months to make sure it was perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he and he had a vision, and he executed that vision, whether you like it or not. I think it's. Perfect. I love. I. I love it. Uh, this this is the song. They end on the second longest track on the album. Kind of like mm-hmm. they opened it with the longest track on the album. Uh, and it's just, yeah. it's so like densely layered. It's got that strong, mm-hmm. funky bass line. Like you were saying, uh, what was it? Reality in Motion was the sexy track. I think this mm-hmm. one's the sexiest track on here. Oh, yeah. I hear that. Bung, 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 bung. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things I really appreciate most of the, about this compared to the Father John record is how fucking deep, uh, how fucking it gets in your chest. The uh, the the bass in this, oh show. yeah, it's, it's the wall sound. You know, like uh, you know, some people don't like um the Prince's record. I forget what it's called, like Purple Rain or whatever, mm-hmm. where because there's not a lot of bass in it. This has so much thumpness to it, and I, I love the deepness, of the gutturals, uh, and even though the even the since the cow sound like farts, I love it. All. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, great, uh, great album, great artwork. Both these albums have really good artwork. I spent mm-hmm. uh, a lot of time looking at the, uh, the cover art for the John Misty one while I was listening to it, which I think a lot of the like little things on there are references to points in the album. Cause it has the cowboy yeah. and the cop on the cover. Uh, yeah. So I think there are other references through there, which yeah, it's great. Like I think, I think sometimes you can judge an album by its cover. And I, I yeah. think there are times also where it, it'll elevate what you're listening to, where it's like the, the two things are so like intrinsically linked with each other. Like, yeah. Like, uh, you know, some people talk about how they can see music. I, I can't, but I definitely, I can sort of feel tracks yeah. that I, you know, I sort of see these things in my mind. Currents sounds like what the cover looks like. Mm-hmm. And father John, like a little disjointed, but that's the record. Right. You know? So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, Tampa is current. So you guys didn't listen to that. Get to get on. Both these records are 
Definitely worth your time. But you know what it is time for now? A uh, new theme. A new theme time. Got the hat ready Hear for it. you. Let's do it. Pull it out. Uh, Swirl around a bit. I got something. Oh, okay. This is actually from uh, Scott. It's albums that divided fan bases. Okay, that's an interesting one. Yeah, this the, this would have fit in there. Two occurrence, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So this is from uh, Scott. It'll be a Scott heavy episode again. Um, but he might not be there. Uh, but yeah. This is Alms of Fight Divide Fan It's gonna be a hard one, man. I think it's gonna be a bit difficult to to sort of follow. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think there's a lot. I think we've got some yeah. we've got some options. It will definitely, yeah, I'll definitely mine our mine my record collection, which I have to reorganize. We're getting a new Calix shelf. Mm-hmm. You know? And and um I'm is like you have to use records to that new um shelf. I'm like <laughs> But yeah, I kinda like doing that, you know, like spending like forty five minutes sort of maybe I'll I have an alphabetical, but I might, I might change it up. You know, mm-hmm. Chronological, who knows? <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, that's a that's a that was our that's our next theme is uh, albums divide fan bases by Scott. Cool, a listener Scott. Thanks, thanks Scott, dude. Well, definitely, uh, we appreciate your uh, adding to our hat of ideas, our themes. Uh, but I think that's uh, that's it. That's the end of good. this episode. The awesome album artwork. What's your going, pal? Uh, me and my friend do the music for this podcast. Uh, you can our band name is Smell, uh, so you can find us on Bandcamp at smell.bandcamp.com, uh, where we've got two little uh, music projects that we've got for pay what you want, including nothing. Uh, so check us out. Okay. Uh, what do you got going on? I do another podcast on movies that suck and some that do. Uh, we do weekly movie podcasts. Generally, new movies that came out the week of or the week before, depending on how we feel. Mostly the week of. And uh, it comes out every week. Uh, it's one of Ryan's favorites, if that helps. And, um, <laughs> and, and yeah, uh, I it, it's just another one I do. It's uh, fun, just like this one's pretty fun. Uh, but I think that's it. I, I mean, I, as much as I want to share this track with people, because I fucking love the clarinet in this part, it's just. Um, is it clarinet? Is yeah, right? it is. Okay, well, it's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to Record. I'm Chris. I'm Ryan. We'll see you Bye. next time.